all right what's up people i am back and today we're gonna have another truck chronicle because i'm off of work now a little bit early and i'm on my way home and this truck chronicle is going to be about food stamps <laughs> food stamps it's gonna be about welfare it's gonna be about uh systemic problems that we have and the people who comment on them the people who have everything bad to say now I'm going to start by telling you this. Uh, on my YouTube page, if you go to my YouTube page, it's uh, Collins Johnson is my YouTube page uh, or my YouTube channel. Uh, and it's spelled C-O-L-I-N-S. That's my first name, Collins, and last name, Johnson. So I, I, I briefly kind of touched over it because uh, the vid and the video is called, uh, you know, about me. Quick, quick things about me. And, and I gave a overview of, of my life you know, growing up and I grew up now, 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 if you don't have a whole bunch of time, this is not going to be a five minute podcast like I usually do or seven minutes. I'm, I'm probably going to stretch this one out more or less to 15 minutes. Um, now I gave a brief overview of my life, how I grew up and, you know, the things that I dealt with over time and, you know, people that I'm associated with, blah, 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 blah. And in that I spoke about why I have the views that I have on this whole food stamp issue. Now, I have views on this whole food stamp issue in a way that probably is not cliche to anybody else. I mean, my family knows and they understand, but outside people, just normal, random YouTube folks, uh, they seem to always have a problem with people on food stamps, people on welfare. And somehow they think that the taxes they pay only go to welfare, food stamps, and Medicaid. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Now, one of the things that I'm going to let y'all know, let me tell you a, a, a quick synopsis. I grew up on food stamps. I grew up on welfare. I grew up in the projects. Uh, if you would like to Google Earth where I lived, um, I live, I'm from Norfolk, Virginia. And I grew up in a place called Young's Park, or Young's Terrace is the politically correct name. And Young's Terrace is where I lived. Now, if you go 20 minutes down the road, uh, my, my grandmother lived in Ocean View. So between my mother and my grandmother, I grew up in Ocean View, uh, a, a place called Ocean Air. They were project housing. And Young's Terrace, which is project housing. Neither one of these places are upscale places and things of that nature. Now... I grew up on food stamps um, and when when we could get them, because not all the time did my mom qualify. My mom worked at uh, General Mills factory. My mom worked as a librarian uh, and, and, and numerous other side jobs and things of that nature to put food on the table and care for my brothers and sister uh, and me. So I've always dealt with poverty, roaches, rats, evictions. I've been evicted seven times in my life before the age of 15. Uh, I've came home from school and seen my stuff on the side of the road, um, all types of stuff, all types of stuff. I've, I've had uh, fiends and, and, and random homeless people picking through my clothes and, and things of that nature. So now this wasn't due to my mom being a what, what, what is now what the generation of uh, people like to call each other now or call women now. It's thoughts and, and all of this other 
just just degrading women in every possible way they, they can. My mom wasn't a thought. She wasn't out there. She didn't have a whole bunch of boyfriends. She struggled and worked her tail off. Now, she had to get away from my stepdad because uh, my stepdad was beating on her. So she left, right? And with, with her leaving, it made it difficult for her to get a, uh, a decent paying job that would enable her to take care of three kids, right? So, and, and she didn't have the help of family like you think. It wasn't one of those things where um, family came in and they had a couple thousand dollars and they were like, oh, well, you let me let me hit you up on this and and I'll pay your rent for this month. And then, bam, we're all good. Like, no, none of that stuff. None of that stuff. So when 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 a lot of these folks and I'm I'm, I'm going to I'm going to speed it up, I'm going to speed it up. When a lot of these folks have all of these things to say about these women. It's not just women that are on uh, food stamps and WIC and, and uh, welfare and Section 8. It is not just women. There's men involved in that too. There's elderly people. There's handicapped people. There's people that are getting out of jail. There's veterans that are getting out of the military and can't find any help because despite what you think and, and I can speak from experience. I'm a Marine. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I had to file for unemployment. And lo and behold, after eight years of being in the Marine Corps and two years of, of volunteer work uh, with the Marine Corps, I only qualified for one year of unemployment, which in your mind, yeah, that's more than enough. So on, in that year, I went to school and I tried to find part-time jobs in which I was constantly denied in, constantly. And there was one point where I had put in, and me and my wife counted them, 76 applications, called back every one of those places. I, and I'm talking about Home Depot, Walmart, uh, you name it, you name it, I was turned down for the job. And if any of you executives for Walmart or Home Depot or Lowe's or any of the places that I applied for are listening, uh, you need to fix your system. So, anyways, uh, I was turned down, turned down, 76 applications, right? Got four callbacks, all four job interviews, got passed up for a person who had less experience, but they were a friend of the company of the hiring manager. Isn't that something? That's nepotism, right? And which nepotism is not bad. It's only bad when you're on the outside of the nepotism. When you're not the one benefiting from the nepotism, then you have a problem. Now, why does this all have to do with food stamps and stuff like that? Because what's going on right now is that there's a country which the, the, the United States thinks that all of these people are scamming the system, are getting over, and things of that nature. Well, I can tell you just in the trucking industry, because I'm a trucker, we are 220,000 jobs short of running efficiently in the U.S. Now, you would think, oh, 220,000 jobs short, huh? Well, the economy is booming. It's better than it's ever been. Never in the history of anywhere has the economy been as good as it has. Well, why can't you produce truckers? You want to know why? Because it is a skilled job. Now, you think, okay, well, they have automatic trucks. Well, most companies have been in business for, I don't know, 50, 60, 70, 80 years. Um, the company I work for, J.B. Hunt, Fortune 500 company, has been in business for a long time, you know, somewhere around 80 years or so. So it takes time to switch over your fleet to automatic trucks. Oh, and it takes money. So if the economy is not booming, right, like they say it is, if money is not being generated on all levels, then you have no money to to 
switch these things out. These trucks are not cheap. These trucks are $200,000, not $25,000, not $80,000, and up for these automatic trucks, right? Uh, so on top of that, you have schools that are taking these people money and saying, oh, we can train you to drive this truck in as little as two weeks, three weeks, maybe a month or so. And these people, they, they get their licenses way too quickly, are almost 90% the ones that get in the, all of these accidents. If you just go to uh, Twisted Truckers, uh, you'll see all the accidents you possibly see. Now, every now and then, you have an anomaly where you have an older driver or a middle-aged driver who's been driving for 10-plus years, and they, they get into a situation, a hairy situation, and you can see the hairy situation. But the blatant mistakes that won't be made by people who can actually drive those are the ones that are getting their licenses in under six months, right? So you're throwing these people into the workforce. They get into an accident and they lose their license and they're right back into the unemployment market, right? So there's this constant fluctuation. Now, here we go again. What does this have to do with food stamps, welfare, and the government shutdown? Because as the government shuts down, these workers... These people, these 800,000 Americans who are not getting food stamps, who are getting furloughed and they can't pay their mortgages and stuff like that. For the people who say, oh, I, well, I run my own business and I don't, I'm not affected by this. I don't care. Good on them. They need to get off of food stamps. My business is flourishing. I'm still making money. Well, how long do you think you're going to make money when the people who are your customers are no longer able to be your customers because their money has to go to their mortgage, which they're behind on? Or their money has to go to, I don't know, food uh, and clothes and other household things that they need to do, but they couldn't because they haven't been getting paid in 21 days. So now your business starts to take a little hit. Well, you're like, okay, I got money in the bank. Well, life happens. So what happens when your whole car breaks down and your car gets totaled and your insurance doesn't cover all of it? It just covers a percentage. And you thought that you were okay and, 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 and you weren't. So now when you go to the insurance, they say you got to pay money out of pocket. We need cash out of customer for you to get another working vehicle. What happens when your business runs up on that insurance payment and something happens, somebody breaks into your store and your insurance payment goes up? What happens when you get sick and your medical insurance doesn't cover certain things and you have to pay for it out of pocket? Now that money you have and the bank starts to dwindle and you get a little bit more nervous you know you get a little bit more tight with that money but you never mind the folks who are beneath you or so you think they're beneath you because they're on food stamps because they're on section eight that there's there's a guy that said that people on section eight get these vouchers and they live in houses that are better than folks who bust their ass every day day in and day out to live in that same neighborhood well mind you they, 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 this person doesn't think about the people who come from generational wealth who don't bust their ass and they still live in the same neighborhood as you. Or they may have had a stroke of, uh, a stroke of luck or they might have gotten a car accident and they got a large settlement and they still live next to you. Now, these are these are almost always the same people that tell you not to count their pockets. Don't count my pockets. Don't worry about what I got going on over here. This, that and the third. I'm a hustler. I make my way. I do this. There's a lot of arrogance in this United States now, in this time. There's a lot of people that think that they make their own way without anybody assisting them. And it's wrong. It's wrong. Because you are in a system. No matter what you think you are in, 
the truth is, the reality is, and it's not my truth, it's not my reality, it's everybody's. It is universal principle. We are interdependent, interconnected. So without one person doing their job, the other one can't. Now, the other thing is, what does this have to do with food stamps, Stalin's? What does this have to do with Section 8 and welfare and all of this stuff? Well, guess what? This is a systemic problem. Because you started out with one way of welfare. Now, when I grew up, uh, food stamps came in a little booklet. I don't know if you remember that, but they came in a little booklet. And they had ones and fives and tens and twenties, right? And you needed the whole little booklet and you go and you can only get food and stuff like that. And and the, the welfare uh, food supplement were like no frills and boxes, giant white boxes with raisins or cornflakes and government cheese and stuff like that. And it would help out. My mom would make that stuff stretch and we would be able to eat for a little while, right? So they moved past the actual food stamp booklet and then modern times had them put it on the EBT card or an electronic card, however you want to say it. Now, to these people, they think, oh, that's where they messed up because now you got these people flossing and stuff. And the lady and I go in the grocery store on the first of the month. And there's all these women in there getting lobster and shrimp and steak and all of this stuff. And I'm looking like, well, dang, I, they eating better than me and I'm working harder than they are. Well, what makes you think you're working harder than they are? Oh, because they have a food stamp card. So never mind the fact that they could have lost a, you know, a member of their family, i.e. their husband. You know, could have got killed or something like that. And and now, because they had a family structure set up with their four kids, but the breadwinner is gone. So they need assistance for a little while. Now, you've only seen this person one time in your life, twice, maybe three times. And then that thing, did you ever try to shell out some money to help them so that they could buy groceries and they didn't need food stamps? Did you ever try to offer them a job from that business that you run? Did you ever try to use your connections to help them find a job so that they can sustain themselves? Did you offer to babysit for them because they can't pay the babysitter? We all know, well, I'm not going to say we all know. For those of us with kids, when your kids are under, I don't know, 10 years old, because uh, I, I, have, I have two 11-year-olds, they're twins, boy and a girl twin. I have a 7-year-old and I have a 12-year-old. Well, when they were all little, when they were ones and twos and stuff like that, when they were threes and fives and, you know, a month olds and stuff like that, daycare is like five or $600 a month. And that was the cheapest that we could find. That's what me still having to provide my own snacks and, and make sure that I pick them up on time. And if me or my wife doesn't pick them up on time, then there's an extra $75 charge for every hour, every hour that I'm late. So you're talking about six, seven hundred dollars in childcare, and 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 here's where the single people come in. Ain't nobody tell you to have all these kids. You see, this is what you call a classic case of deflection, switch and bait. You know, whatever you want to call it in that sense, so that they cannot be wrong about a situation because they don't know enough. So when they speak on these things about food stamps, now am I on food stamps right now? No. I'm a truck driver. My wife, uh, my wife works for Victoria's Secret from home, right? She does the orders and she's the customer service person that you call when your order is wrong and blah, 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 blah. But it took us a while to get there. And like I told you, when I got out of the Marine Corps, yes, me and my wife were on food stamps. Because when we got out of the Marine Corps, all of our money got caught up in a bank scam. Oh, snap. That's just life. Froze our bank accounts. Froze all of our thousands of dollars. And we couldn't do anything for three months while it got sorted out. These are the people that you're trying to shut out of benefits. 
Because if you fix the systematic issue, you can find out who are the people who are lying about their situation. Now, my mother, my uh, my my uh, wife's grandmother, or wife's yeah, my wife's grandmother, right? Uh, it's hard to say that because <laughs> I don't like to say in-laws. I hate that in-laws when two come together to become one. We're all family, so I can say my grandmother, but you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> So my wife's grandmother was a social worker for 31 years. And she was the social worker that when you filed for uh, your food stamps or Section 8, she would go out to your house to make sure that what was on your paperwork was going on in your house. Now, why have we gotten away from that? You want to know why we have gotten away from that? Because nobody wants to be accountable. Nobody wants to talk to other people. So you got a whole bunch of people that sit behind the desk and process paperwork. And the way that they process paperwork is there's certain things that need to be answered. Yes. Certain things that need to be answered. No. That will dictate whether or not you qualify. That is a flawed system. And in that flawed system, people are smart. People who, who make it their business to get over on the system will figure out whatever the loophole is or the flaw in the system, and they will exploit it. But if you're constantly tightening up the system, right, you can catch these people, and you can eradicate them from the system without damaging everybody else's benefits. But nobody is speaking to that at all. And I told you it's going to be a little bit long. So what does this have to do with food stamps, Section 8, welfare? It has to do with it because this is a systematic issue. You cannot shut down the government. We're talking about, we're talking about TSA workers, park rangers, people who clean up, you know, the, um, the, the national parks and things of that nature. You're talking about non-essential personnel at NASA. And you think that this government shutdown has to do with food stamps, welfare, and Section 8 to build a wall. He's asking for $5 trillion, right? $5 trillion or $5 billion, whatever, billion, trillion, doesn't matter. Do you think that that money is not available because of welfare, food stamps, and Section 8? And if you do, again, I say to you, you don't know enough. You don't know enough to speak on these things. And and whether or not you work in a sector of government, right, and you may not be getting affected, or you may have had some contingency plans for something else and you have money in your bank account and, and you're okay for right now. It doesn't matter if the government shuts down for a couple of months. You're going to be all right. Well, eventually, it's going to come to you in any way, shape, and form possible. You want to know why? Because, again, I say to you, we are connected. We're interconnected. We're interdependent. One of the things that will come your way is crime. When people are hungry, when people no longer have means to uh, uh, survive and, and provide for themselves, some people get desperate. Some people can't deal with it. Now, this is a human character trait. This is psychological. So psychologically, they start to panic and they will do things like rob and steal and loot. So you have a business. You have. I hope you don't have a business that has anything to do with food or 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 uh, clothes or anything like that, because you could possibly get robbed. Hey, guess what? When you get robbed, yeah, your insurance pays for it, but your insurance goes up, so this affects you. These things that people keep saying don't affect them affect them. 
Now I'm gonna have a a, a a nice healthy discussion about this on my YouTube page, probably tomorrow. Uh, if not tomorrow, definitely Sunday. So if you want to slide over there, you can slide over there tomorrow, Sunday. Uh, I'll go live and just have it. Um, I usually only have like one or two people watching me, uh, because I haven't built it up that much yet. I'm working on building it up. So I'm going to get that together. But this, this was my little rant. I want you to understand that this is a systematic issue and behind the systematic issue that we're having that nobody's shedding light on. This is also a way to divide communities, right? You have so many black women, uh, that are being bashed by black men about being on food stamps and why, what the reason is that they're on food stamps and things of this nature. Men have always been thought to be the providers and the protectors. So when you fall on hard times, they always kick men out and expect them to just fend for themselves. But women are supposed to be taken care of, right? Children are supposed to be taken care of. So if you're mad at a black woman for getting food stamps and she feeds her children with those food stamps and you cut that off, you're not affecting the black woman as much as you're affecting those kids. Now, what type of person are you that you don't want to see a child, an innocent child who has nothing to do with any of the things that you're thinking, nothing to do with your bias, nothing to do with how you feel about black women and weaving and, and all their bad attitudes or so you say. You know what I'm saying? It has nothing to do with that. That kid didn't ask to be here, but that kid is, does need to get taken care of, provided for and fed. And you want to cut the system that's doing that instead of revising the system and making sure that the people who are not using it correctly get weeded out. So eradicate it all. Right. That sounds stupid. That sounds stupid and not very wise at all. And and while I'm not trying to bash them, I am checking people. You know, in my own little way, you're on your platform. You can say whatever you want. Well, I can say whatever I want on my platform, too. And while I'm not going to call uh, names, while I'm not going to call people a whole bunch of derogatory names and things of that nature, I will say that you need to have a seat and think about everything that is that comes out of your mouth and think about how you would feel when that thing finally gets to and starts to affect your family members because people are quick to say oh you know i don't care i don't care i don't have no feelings towards it you don't have no feelings towards it because it's not affecting you yet and it will it will uh all of this stuff will all of the taxes that you got to pay it's amazing how people talk about the money but they don't know they don't talk about the taxes that they got to pay and they don't talk about when the taxes go to politicians for them to fly to dubai and have a dinner on you because it's written off as a as a as a business dinner. You're okay with that. You're okay with your politicians just taking your money and doing whatever they want to do. You're okay with them being elected and you not having a hold you not holding them to the standard that they ran off their campaign on. You not you you don't care about that. You don't care that the police are unaffected by that thing because you expect them to police your system. And then when you call them and they don't do any of the things that you think they're supposed to do because they're no longer uh uh held to the standard of 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 protect the hell to the standard of uh enforce you get mad at that right but hey guess what that's a portion of your taxes portion of your taxes pays for so many things in this country you have no idea and you're relegating that all to the black woman food stamps section eight <laughs> and welfare we got some serious work to do and it's time for us to get on it. It's time for us to start checking people who don't know enough. It's time for us to start sitting people down who don't know enough. It's time for us to start sitting people down who are not compassionate, who don't think these things out. 
It's time for us to change our leadership so this country can go in the right direction. So that's my rant. Um, please share it. Uh, if you want, slide on over to my YouTube page. Go ahead and subscribe, you know, uh, and, and click that bell so that you can get the notifications when I do go live. Because most of the time I'd rather go live. Uh, I don't normally wait a long time for people to come in and stuff like that. If you're going to see it, you're going to see it. If you're not, you're not. Uh, it is what it is to me. I'm working on building up my channels and things of that nature, but I'm not a panderer, nor am I a seller. I don't sell anything. I, I want to provide people with wisdom so that they can fix situations and things can run smoothly. I don't divide. I would rather bring together because division and divisiveness is the evil of this country. So y'all have a good night. I will talk to y'all later, man.